0: And then when I got to the room, it was, like, the men pressed against each other on the fence. to so like, be showing him the meaning of Christmas by, like, raping him as his chubby man servant in the alley. He's going so to put the, the really Christmas
1: beard inside of him one way or another, you know? <laughs> We've seen
0: it all
2: before, so let's reload on a very special episode Of shows that suck and shows that float. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bowl. It stinks, of it's gold yeah, it's in Featuring the VIPs of SBTV Austin G and Dr. D, B With our at and money Weird TV is their specialty It might be all four or just one, two, or three Cause they're old and kinda busy So go get ready and take a peek So set your phases to download The rarity that we have bestowed special moments no one would have showed open your body almost cause you're gonna get told grab yourself a drink and let's unload in a very special episode Ho, ho,
1: ho. Welcome to a very special episode podcast where we leap into the holiday season. Yay. I'm your observer from your own time, David Ditsenhofer. <laughs> with me is the non-corporeal person with a penchant for loud shirts. Carolyn
3: Maine. Ah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which one took it, Carolyn? Me. Alright. <laughs> and the person who always needs talc in their underwear is
4: Austin Gorton.
0: There, there, see? It's all for the best.
4: Yep, that all worked out. That worked out.
1: <laughs> and the person who thinks Beetlejuice would make the best Christmas ghost is Ryan
5: Alexander Tanner. Bringing you Yuletide cheer. oh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough.
0: I wish now I that wine made a noise. Writing. Can someone put in some wine noise here, like mm. Bubbles and Foley? Thank Ooh, you. I want some wine. <laughs> Do I have
5: wine? I have a
0: box of wine in here. Oh, wine box.
5: I wish i thought of this sooner. <laughs> well, today we are reviewing...
1: Tis the Quantum, season. Quantum Leap Season 3, Episode 10, A Little Miracle. December twenty-four. 1962 sam leaps into the body of a manservant who (laughs) has to take care of a rich miser can a miracle help this miser find the christmas spirit does that sound familiar because maybe it should uh we'll find out i don't know he'll (laughs) probably just like murder all the orphans right
4: god bless (laughs) us everyone (laughs) mister
1: so uh Austin, yo. What's your relationship with Quantum Leap?
4: Um in uh not much of one. <laughs> um I feel like I probably watched a few episodes as a kid, but I don't really remember much of them. Uh it's certainly a show that I'm familiar with. It has one of those premises that I guess you just kind of know cuz it's so unique
3: mm-hmm.
4: and um kind of catchy and whatnot. Uh but yeah, I certainly found myself but half my notes are about this episode and about half my notes are like, wait, so how does this work on Quantum Leap? And is this what <laughs> yeah, they do the Yeah, I had a few of those, or... too. No, yeah. yeah. The feel... key to
1: watching Quantum Leap mm. is not to ask, how does X work? You just have to, like,
4: <laughs> I feel like I feel like it. that's uh, that's the opposite of your general approach to most things, David. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm well aware. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, f- I have a vague memory of watching the show. And being turned off by the fact that Scott Bakula is leaping into the bodies of other people, but we only ever see Scott Bakula. Wait, oh, I like Wait, you it. were
0: turned off by Scott Bakula. Well, this is yeah. as a kid, as a
4: kid, well, I'm as like a child, like ten or eleven, point. and I'm like. I feel like I want to see what the people in the show are seeing, not uh, what Al is essentially but seeing. But once you even sprouted though, like,
5: hair in your groinal region, <laughs> I was like, give me some that, of that hot scott well, let me bacula. See that bacula. Yeah. Now,
4: obviously it's like, even as a kid, I knew like you wouldn't do the show that way. Cause <laughs> you need a star and you need one guy who's consistent. And you're not just going to like recast it every week and then have like some person trying to pretend to be, The Sam character, but there was something about that being the case that was off-putting, and maybe that's why I didn't stick with it and watch it, but I really have no solid recollection of that.
5: Uh, Ryan? Uh, About the same. I probably remember maybe three episodes I've ever watched. It's one of those shows that the premise is explained in the opener, so you kind of don't need to see it, to have Seen it to watch it like it's mm-hmm.
6: theorizing that one could time travel within his own lifetime, Dr. Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. He awoke to find himself trapped in the past, facing mirror images that were not his own, and driven by an unknown force to change history for the better.
5: Um, But, yeah, I don't have a strong memory. And then my main memory of Quantum Leap, actually, this is like a horror story if you're under 30. Oh, (laughs) I know
0: what this will be.
5: I remember once as a kid being like,
0: what was that
5: show with the guy who would travel through time? Uh, And he would be different people's things. And we couldn't remember. And we just couldn't remember. There was no way to look it up. <laughs> and I remember like the next day, literally the next day being like, it was quantum Leap. Like, ah, <laughs> ah. And it just, I, I don't, I don't, the only time I felt that as an adult was at summer camp this summer. Uh, So it's just. Oh, like when you didn't have the internet warning. Didn't have right? the internet. It was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's about it. Um so the show has two openers. It's like it has the premise opener and then it starts yeah. the episode and then I guess we'll get to that. But um yeah, I'm cool with Quantum Leap. Yeah. Uh Carolyn?
0: Haha. <laughs> uh like David, I believe, I'm a pretty uh huge <laughs> Quantum Leap fan. Mm. Speaking to Ryan's about pre internet nightmares, I remembered like Okay, so when I watched Quantum Leap, I was, like, too young to be staying up at 10 p.m. <laughs> so it was like, you know, I just did it until a teacher said I was sleepy in school. But then I still did it, you know? Because yeah. I just, like, found it by myself. Being young, you know, like, 7, 8, or 9, or 10, or 11. All the good years, Austin, to observe Scott Bakula. <laughs> uh, and just stumbling upon this during its CBS air cycle. And it was, like so exciting to see a sci-fi based anthology that still like can have you know a little bit we'll get there but like touched by an angel christ overtones oh yeah this mm. is a belisario joint which is also magnum pi same mm-hmm. guy so really cool stuff and uh one of the internet thing that vexed me was when there was no internet. So I was just a kid catching this catch-as-catch-can, and he leaps into somebody, he leaps out of somebody, he leaps into... Spoiler. And then at the very, very, very end, I don't know, what, ten seasons, David? Did you keep up with (laughs) it? It's
1: five, I believe. It's four or five.
0: (laughs) It's 100 seasons. And I didn't see the ending as a kid. I only, like, 20 years later or whatever, thought about it and remembered it. It was pretty hard. And, like, rented it on VHS. (laughs) <laughs> and the ending's a little disappointed. And David, maybe we'll get to, did you see somebody found some, like, um, some set photos yeah. of a different ending pretty recently?
1: It. Well, I know the story. My, one of my favorite mm-hmm. anecdotes about this yes. show is that when they filmed the last episode, they did not know that was going to be the last episode. Right. Yeah. And so that's what Carolyn's referring to is there are some other scenes that they may have used. But, like, so they filmed it, and then they filmed the scene, and then they turned out, like, there was not going to be any more. So they decided to do tack-on at the end, like, a little title card <laughs> that just said, Dr. Sam Beckett never left home or something. Oh, really?
0: It's, like, ultimate bummers. Yeah, so
1: it was, like, some intern just had yeah. to, like, shit this card together. I can actually... Uh... So, wait, hold
5: on. So the last episode's just, like, a regular old episode? It no. Because
1: it was a season finale, so, yeah. like they kind of like amped it up anyways, you know? Uh-huh. And but like... was it
5: still just he goes to some era and lives someone's life or was it
0: kinda stuck I in a nightmare cafe situation.
5: Yeah, and he like,
1: he's like that. talking to a bartender who like people think might he might be God but mm. it's never really explicitly said and then he like gets a choice as to whether to keep leaping or to leap home. Mm-hmm. And so then he, like, decides not to because he wants to help Al out with, like, his wife, basically. So then, yeah,
5: don't you learn more weird stuff about Al later? Yeah, he's a
0: vet. He was tortured in
1: the war. Yeah, in Vietnam. He's a POW in Vietnam. And so then every once in a while that kind of comes up because— But Al's a real person?
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Yes, he's a real person. And is he stuck in
5: time, too? Non-time. No, so he's
1: in the future where Sam's from and then he can just kind of like hologram into wherever Sam is. Okay. And that's why he's like, you know, where I am it's not Christmas is what he'll say here, you know. Oh. So he's just so he's just kind of like helping Sam out and...
4: see I thought he meant that like in the hollow matrix projector that I live yeah. in, it's not Christmas no. right now. Yeah, he's I thought
5: I thought he was like a computer program or something. Mm mm. Uh, David, Ziggy what's your
0: relationship with Quantum Leap? Well,
1: I, I need to get to the punchline of all this. Yeah, oh, this. go ahead. Okay. Okay, because they put up a title card at the end. They just have to put it together. And it says, Dr. Sam Beckett never returned home. And they spelled Beckett wrong. Oh, that's right
0: ultimate poochie never returned to his Uh, home planet exactly
4: (laughs) and then poochie died on his way to his home planet
5: or like it's like one of those old nintendo games or it's like happy congratulations for praying or something yeah exactly (laughs) love those
0: love those
1: uh so my relationship so i actually remember the first quantum leap episode (gasps) i ever watched because I, well, I was in like fifth grade or something, yeah. fifth or sixth grade. I, I guess I could look up the time if I want to, but I was at a sleepover at a friend's house. Mm-hmm. A leap
0: over, you yeah. were at a <laughs> leap over,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so then it was a Friday night. Uh-huh. So, oh yeah. <laughs> right? And for whatever reason, like you know, I'm just you know, it was like, I was probably eh, it's probably during the fall. But so for whatever reason, like his parents were like, you know, well, at Friday at like seven or eight o'clock, we watch Quantum Leap. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I guess we had nothing going on better. and I, Or maybe he liked it and wanted to watch it, too. But he was like, all right, I'll just sit down and watch him TV for an hour. It's not a big deal. And it was actually a pretty good, memorable episode because it was the Halloween episode.
0: Oh, I love that one.
1: And that I think Austin would also like it. because Austin there's...
0: would love it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it references a certain author that he really likes. But uh, it involves Evil Al and all that. And it was kind uh-huh. of a memorable one. But then that's where, like, and I didn't start watching it regularly after that. But I, whenever it was on, I'd start watching it. And then I, when I was older and it was in syndication, like, if I was home, and it, it'd be on for, like, four or five, in, like, a four or five hour block.
5: Mm-hmm. But that
1: was frustrating because the show is pretty smart in how it ends every episode and that you always see where he leaps next. So you get a little hook to, right. to what to watch next.
5: Except, I, so... Mm-hmm this one ends and he's like on a boat and he marries uh, these uh, married woman slaps him. But I had a technical difficulty (laughs) in trying to watch this and it kept skipping to the next episode. Mm -hmm. And so I watched about 10 minutes of the next episode. And I was like, (laughs) why would you pick a non Christmas episode (laughs) for our Christmas episode? What kind what kind of
4: monster would do such a thing? What sort of a
5: fool. (laughs) And so, the next one is about, uh, he's like a kid and his mom is becoming a feminist and abandons the family. Which yeah. uh Feminism. So it was a different premise than is shown at the end here. I don't know, because they're usually pretty good about
1: that, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
0: they do get mixed up sometimes. But uh, Yeah, then, but in syndication,
1: happen. it was just always mixed up. So I'm always like, yeah. oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. And then it's just some completely different
5: episode. And I'm yeah. like, oh, well, I'm still curious about what's going on here. But I wanna to say too in the episode that I watched by accident, when he gets phased in, he's eating a burger as he's uh. phased in and I was like, Yeah. yeah that's your
1: dream leap. Right, <laughs> yeah. hoping that his next leap will be the leap to a burger.
5: What would happen? What would happen? <laughs> Is I would would leap in and then it would be the burger and I'd just be eating the burger. And then when I was done, I would just leap to a different time. (laughs) My work here is done.
0: You can go back to caveman times and eat a woolly mammoth burger, Ryan.
5: I'd be like, wow. Don't they only go to places like within their lifetime or something?
4: Yeah, within Within Sam's Sam's lifetime. lifetime.
1: You can only leap within Sam's lifetime for whatever, Uh, probably just for... For cost reasons. effective well, Yes, because
4: the like the forties through the eighties is the most cost effective period to recreate on a TV budget. Yeah, exactly.
0: I'll take it. Yeah. Uh,
4: and there's yeah. so
0: many special
4: episodes. And I mean I guess I'll give the show credit for establishing that and not just doing that because yeah, it's cheaper
5: and never like you know, why doesn't he ever jump further back in time? Like it's built into the premise, people. I want where he becomes a dinosaur and fixes a dinosaur's life.
0: <laughs> that would be great. There's one where he's a chimpanzee.
5: No way, there is?
0: For real. Yeah. Oh real, 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 real.
1: He's a woman often.
0: Which yeah. is even crazier.
1: Yeah. No, I'm not saying that. I'm trying to think. But I, I, I think one time he's like a special needs person. That one, yeah.
5: The one I remember from my youth is he has Down syndrome, I believe. In mm. one. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I'm sure that was handled with all the class and grace we could come to expect from TV
5: and the mm-hmm. I mean it was yeah, better good. than we would do. Well, yeah. I mean that's yeah, clearing I mean, a low bar, right? I yeah.
3: mean,
1: this is where I I don't know how well it does, but I think in general the show has its heart in the right place at least. Yeah. Where I mean it seems to have a social conscience because there's obviously a lot of times he leaps into a black person uh-huh. and has to deal with racism, which I don't know, being Today, when we look at that, you know, a white person portraying a black person, even though it's not necessarily like black face, it doesn't go that far, it's still, True. I don't know how it would all be.
3: Hmm.
0: They still found a way to center it on a white man, even yeah. though it's, like, going through different cultures throughout mm. history. But at the same time, they were able to tackle it, so it's... Well, yeah, like, yeah.
4: For for all the, the time. for all the times yeah. that he leaps into the body of a woman, and so then we get... Scenes of Scott Bakula and drag. Oh, (laughs) I love that. That's not what's being presented in Universe, but it still doesn't change the fact that people in the late 80s were watching a man wearing a dress kiss another man yeah, periodically yeah. and
0: he looks so good you guys in those pumps what they mm-hmm. do to Scott Bakula's calves he was like one of the first gender queer influences to CBS probably
1: <laughs> well what's interesting was like Lauren had never has never seen Quantum oh, Leap you know heaven forbid and then she's like oh what you know who's in Quantum Leap and I'm like well you know it's that show with Scott Bakula and she's like who's Scott Bakula and I'm like well, I know she's never seen Enterprise, either, and that's about all. Like
0: He's in American Beauty. He's
1: also a gay guy in American Beauty, right? Yes. And And I don't oh, think she sees that.
3: Oh,
0: he is. was ripped as hell. Scott keeps a tight bod throughout his career.
4: Oh, yeah. I just thought, David, you were going to go through the loop of, like, oh, who's in Quantum Leap? Scott Aguila, who's he? The guy in Quantum Leap. Yeah. Well, right. Like, is that, yeah. Isn't that what he kind of is? Like, it kind of yeah.
1: dawned on me that he's just basically known for Quantum Leap, and... Not a whole lot. Like, he feels like he's has a larger filmography, like, well-known filmography, I should say. But
0: I mean, we'll get there, right? I think we'll do, like, a little cast rundown. He also mm. was the voice of a cat in this animated cat movie called <laughs> Cats Don't Dance. No, oh, he was? Cat Don't Dance. He's a beautiful <laughs> singer, and he released a song through Quantum Leap. You know, like, how Patrick Swayze did that, too? Uh, Scott Bakula released... David, have you ever heard Somewhere in the Night?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: (laughs) It's it's so corny. It's really great. (laughs) Scott Bakula sings it. And it's like the 80s, 90s cheesy pop song about leaping and missing your wife. You gotta hear it. (laughs) No way. I'll send it to y'all later.
4: um, For for what it's worth, David, uh, this might be more up Lauren's alley. He was, I believe, the lead in the uh, NCIS New Orleans spinoff. Was that's the quantum lead? That's his most... I mean, I think that's technically still on the air. That's his most recent kind of long-running uh, series.
5: Well, he was also the inspiration for Blackula. <laughs> <laughs> that, that movie was originally called *Bacula*, and then about halfway through, they had this idea... And also, I mean, how could we forget that he was the star of the
4: classic Major League Back to the Minors? Oh, Oh, he was? The third direct, the the third (laughs) Major League film that was direct to video.
1: But he was was the manager of the Minnesota Minor League team, I
4: think. Yeah, I think so. So, you know,
1: yay Minnesota. He was also in Men of a Certain Age, which is a show I watched a little bit of for some, oh. some reason.
4: Oh yeah, with Andre uh, Andre Brower and uh,
5: Ray Romano.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody likes <laughs> me.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, looking <laughs> over uh, looking over Scott Bakula's uh, credits here, he like yeah, Quantum Leap, Enterprise, and now mm-hmm. I guess this NCIS spinoff are kind of his like big three touchstones but he did show up in like for like more than an episode but not like as a series regular run on a lot of stuff yeah like he had a run on chuck he had a run on desperate housewives um stuff like that yeah he's made it he's made a nice little career for himself he's a hero yeah i mean Quantum <laughs> Leap. Quantum Leap bought him a lot of uh street yeah. cred amongst the sort of sci-fi community and then he uh <laughs> he just doubled down on that which, with Enterprise. Like,
1: and we can get in on uh, one of the things. I guess in my older age, I've appreciated is like episodic series as opposed to serials. Which, yeah, I, like, and I, I think in general, the best shows will be of the serial nature. But at the same time, there's something nice about being able just to sit down and watch an episode of something without having to worry about before and after all that much Mm -hmm. but at the same time this isn't that great of a sci-fi like (laughs) what? no as far as like sci-fi goes i just don't (laughs) well it's barely
5: sci-fi yeah it's like sci-fi to get the idea across but it could just as easily be like a misplaced spirit or like yeah sci-fi is just a kind of a vehicle to do Mm -hmm. the premise yeah yeah it is
4: it's it's weird in that regard where it's like it's it's very sci-fi and also just very not sci-fi. Yeah. time. but like, it's a
5: different. It's from a different era. Like oh if yeah. they did this now, people would be like, really want to know the rules of it, and there would be more science. Mm-hmm. And, it's and like I'm just, sure there'd
1: be a giant overall mystery about like uh-huh. some nefarious like dark illuminati that I they like need a to dark find
3: leaper.
1: Like, yeah.
4: To be clear, Ryan, I was ten when I first watched this, and I wanted to know what the rules were.
1: Well, I, I I did, and I guess just in my, my older age, I realized, like, it's just not worth it on this show. Like, yeah. it's not a show that lends itself to, like, caring too much about the rules. Because there's one episode where, like, they're about to shut down the project even though Sam's still leaping from time to time, so he'd, like, be abandoned. Mm. And it's, like, Al's in front of, like, this court, like, justifying the project to it.
0: Like a a space court.
1: Yeah, and then, like, but then basically Sam does something by the end of the episode where right about when they're about to shut down the project, suddenly, like, the head guy in charge his voice changes as like he's talking to as you see Al and then he like looks he's up. like oh well then Al <laughs> looks up and now it's a woman who says like I like the project and it was like a woman that Sam was interacting with in the past that like convinced her to go to like law school or something oh that's and so cool. like and and that's fine except like it made me question all sorts of how this like timeline works because like obviously Al recognized the change but should he shouldn't he have been like should she have just been the one in charge all along or, you know, whatever, yeah. you know? I mean,
5: I think this show works better <laughs> if you just treat it like a period... Yeah. Dra- like, it's just ignore the sci-fi element or yeah, that, it's like, the it's overall like thing.
4: A anthology of period dramas mm-hmm. where the mechanism of queuing up the next period drama is just a sci-fi
5: vehicle. Yeah, but and then I it's know. about... It's about stopping people from making mistakes in their lives, essentially. Like that's really the point of it. Yeah.
0: I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's so sci-fi. Did you see (laughs) the blue sparkles? Mm.
5: Yeah.
1: That's
0: sci-fi. His his body
1: and the Ziggy computer as he like. That's so (laughs) sci-fi.
0: I love. If I would still pay like seventy dollars for Ziggy iPhone case.
5: (laughs) But it has to make the noise when you. uh, Oh yeah, it's
0: gotta make the noise, people, and have several blinking. This
5: is going to be one of those things where then like someone will look it up and go, Oh, actually, there is one, and it's $20. And you'll be like, I don't want it anymore. I <laughs> haven't that, listener. i already oh lost interest. God.
0: No.
1: Uh, so <laughs> and we probably should get into the episode mm-hmm. that starts with Sam <laughs> leaping, and he's on his knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's burst into some dude's balls, like oh. naked balls. In complete BJ position, let's just throw it out there. I know? mean, I
5: definitely thought he was a prostitute, and this isn't even, even like <laughs> yeah, yeah, or whatever. But I was like, he's on his knees in front of a naked man. You were like, You're so like is this so the Christmas
4: of- episode where the prostitute with a heart of gold like convinces someone to save the rec center? <laughs>
0: It is kind of like making me want more scenes where he just has to like suck a dick. <laughs> yeah. When he's That's a the woman. Guy sci-fi
1: Carolines, dude.
0: <laughs> this is quality top-tier sci-fi, guys. Well, when we're- you're a woman, he suck a dick sometimes. <laughs> when you're a man, you can still do it. Like he's just got—he slams ass all up and down the universe throughout different <laughs> times. He's fucking like pretty much every time, and sometimes he's like, "Oh, I have a wife," but then most of the time he's just like banging people. Is that right? So do you I have do a wife? Yeah.
5: Three of us are men.
0: Uh-huh. Did you um, slam ass throughout history.
5: I think we could all agree that at turning points of our, in our lives, if, uh, what's this actor's name? Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. If Scott Bakula had just sucked our dicks before <laughs> we had whatever experience. He
0: just leapt in, sucked your dick, and then leapt out. Our
5: lives would have gone better. Like, <laughs> Austin, <laughs> Austin, remember when you blew up at that PTA meeting? If you had gotten that Scott Blow blowjob before that happened, you would have been cool as a cucumber. <laughs> David, your chronic road rage—yeah, if <laughs> I'm getting some roadhead, wouldn't, road wouldn't happen. Uh, <laughs> well, it makes me oh, think? Boy. Like, does he ever
0: have sex? He, he does,
4: does like can all the time. That was my question. So, like,
0: big time—is he?
4: He's physically <laughs> present. So, like. If he eats food, he's like, mm, that food tasted good. Yeah. Or if he has sex, he's like, mm, that well, sex was good. I
3: remember. <laughs> mm.
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, there's, exactly. there's a few things. I think the people, when he leaps out of their body, they remember that he leaped into their body. That, oh, oh, really? They, some
0: of them. I yeah, don't well, know. Okay. Do they follow there's, up?
5: Well, there's a Oh, weird... that's interesting to think about. It's like, what's the their. their yeah. What's well, their. Because there was an episode that
1: involved, like, a uh, assault. I forget if it like, domestic assault of some sort. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think the whole crux of the episode was, like, the lady needed to testify against the man. And she was scared to. But that's... She, he... Scott... Or Sam leapt into the lady's body.
3: Mm-hmm. And so
1: then he was going to testify... But then he didn't know because part of this whole thing is he doesn't have any memories of the person he leaps into, so he's like coming in cold. Yeah, so it's like he can't really testify. So then, like, they take the lady like out of her like suspended animation or something.
3: They like oh, have in them the in the waiting room. So yeah. there's like
1: a waiting room, like, and I, that's where you just get really weird. Like, wait, yeah. what? So like. He, like, replaces them, and then they go into, like, a waiting room where they're just kind of, like, hanging it out. But I think they're, like, supposed to be asleep or something. No,
5: it's interesting. Or, like, yeah, are they, like, when they, like, is it just a gap in their memory where all these things change? Yeah. But also even just simple things, like, if he's a woman, if he takes a piss, like, does he have a penis and stand and piss? Or does he just sit because he has a vagina? Just things like that, you know?
1: Yeah, and even in this episode, like, the guy he leaps into is supposed to be overweight. Yeah, like, people are, like, you know, like, pointing and touching his chest and stuff. And I'm like, well, shouldn't it be, like, a little farther out? Because Scott Bakula's in shape, you know? And See, I like, feel like you know, these are beaten. all of
4: the things that intuitively bothered
5: me as a 10-year-old. Huh. Mm-hmm.
1: You just don't worry about it, Austin. It's all metaphorical. I, well, I'm glad
5: we've gotten one second into this <laughs>
1: We've episode. gotten to uh,
4: face in a man's crotch. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> let's, we need let's to let's be leave. clear. Merry right? Christmas.
1: As soon as I saw the opening <laughs> um, scene, I'm like... I don't even know if we're going to end our episode (laughs) getting past the fact that Scott got back left into a person's body face first into someone's crotch. And And
4: also, let's be clear, the scene ends with him powdering up the guy's undies. Yeah, Yeah. so
1: the guy standing there is just like, don't forget the talc. And then (laughs) Sam has to put talc in the uh, uh, underwear. And then, of course, he says the line he always says at the beginning and end of every episode. Which Which is is what? Oh, boy
5: oh does he yeah Uh uh-huh oh i didn't know that pearson you forgot the talc
6: uh yes yes well talc Uh. use it right that's enough really Pearson. oh boy
5: so the other thing is that they do this kind of weird it goes like like the the opening kind of starts and then it yeah. repeats. does it always do that
0: there's like two or three different opening titles and they kind of yeah. This is what season three. They updated a couple times. Well, yeah. and it
5: has two openers, which I thought was weird. Yeah, because it kind of has that like
4: before Ryan. So they like yeah. they start off where they're like, okay, here's the super complicated for 1980s TV premise well, for <laughs> any time. Really, here's yeah, a, here's a cold open and now here's what you've all come for, which is some like light, jazzy music playing over yeah, scenes no. from previous oh, episodes that, yeah. and yeah. the name of the literally two
5: actors who are regulars <laughs> it's in like this a, show. It's, a,
1: it's like a two- to three-minute opening
5: just to like say <laughs> like, two actors' names. I, well, I need to know who the executive producer is. Yeah, we we've, right.
4: we've certainly lamented on our various shows before about the death of the theme song in modern TV and how it, at best you get like a couple of seconds and a title card because ad executives realize that they could just sell that time for commercials and stuff. But there's part of me that's like, why did it just take them into the two thousands to realize that? Like because this theme song's like five like, and a half minutes long. But then if they didn't do, you would miss out on it. It's an awesome theme. I'm
5: yeah, just genuinely curious why they didn't figure that like, I think it's because ad time has become more and more prominent. Like this was a hour long show, and there was the episode itself was about forty seven minutes, and it would probably be closer to forty minutes now. Like shows have gotten shorter and shorter. But it's just one of those things.
4: Of course, because they've realized that they can like ring more ads for less content in the same space. Mm -hmm. And so, part of me just wonders, like. Did they rightly did did TV executives rightly or wrongly believe that like audiences in the late eighties would just revolt if they didn't get ninety seconds of like catchy music at the beginning of each episode? I think they were
5: just padding it out. I think it was cheaper to have (laughs) shows that were had less content because they had a lot. They had a a opener you already paid for. You got ninety seconds filled every time. Now they like run the end credits like during the opening credits of the next show i'm just curious
4: why why they did the calculation of let's have 90 seconds of pre-filmed material instead Uh of let's have 15 seconds of pre-filmed material and then 45 seconds that the advertisers are paying us to run like why did it take them until 2005 to figure that out
5: yeah the
0: theme songs were just that good i guess maybe they just really
5: liked them and I well, like it's I said the way that TV has evolved. It's like um uh you know, cause it came out of film serials and right, there's all these right. things. Like shows are way less like play like Quantum Leap, there's no show like now it's like a teleplay. Like it could just mm-hmm. easily be a radio show or mm-hmm. something yeah. else. And it's just like a style of TV that hasn't really continued. I feel Yeah, like. and to
4: be clear, I'm not I'm not advocating for the mm-hmm. demise of theme songs. I'm just genuinely curious why why it took them so long to come up with that calculus because it seems pretty obvious in retrospect.
0: Uh, I uh, can so yeah, I say cr- crotch about face. Op- right? Can I right. say about the opening theme uh, and then and then the crotch face? Like, so I loved this as a kid and looking back at it, I'm not disappointed with that <laughs> opener. he's getting yelled at they use the premise he'll leap into somebody's body and then he's like on his knees in front of an old man's balls like yeah. that's sci-fi people <laughs> <laughs> and I... then the underwear he held up for the man were like gigantic silk mantis they
5: were like, like boomers. Yeah. yeah
0: i loved it none of the better opening scene you've ever seen in your life you can't
4: what does he have going on downstairs that he needs talcum powder in
0: his? Undies? <laughs> He's got to I mean, have old man you
5: know. He doesn't want to <laughs> He's chase. Yeah. W- was anyone else surprised that it was a man? Because I thought those were like big bloomers. Like, yeah, like, like, <laughs> like
3: well, I thought it was going to
5: be an elderly woman, like some traditionally
4: unattractive <laughs> woman was going to harass him.
1: Well, the- those legs were kind of hairless too. When you just see like the little on the side screen, I thought I was like, oh, some lady is like about to go down on, and then.
0: Anything can happen. It's the ultimate improv game. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and. Uh, Oh, boy.
1: So, yeah. So, we start the first, yeah, after the opening theme. Oh,
0: David, I have
4: one more structural question for you Uh, about this scene. Do they they reuse the cold open? So, like, was this the end of the previous episode, like, shot for shot? No. Okay. So like at the end of this episode, he leaps into the body of the person who's getting married, and then he gets slapped by the woman. Does that is that how the next episode opens? Generally speaking, yes. Okay, so they like reuse that. Yeah, but
0: not exactly, right? Like they'll kind of change it, but it's the same actors. Mm -hmm. Okay, same. Yeah, I think
1: I thought it was usually the same, but I don't know. I'd have to go back and actually watch it. I also kind of like how with the with the opener where they just explain the premise. And how it can kind of seamlessly go into the actual episode because it shows him leaping, and then it's just like he leaps into wherever he
3: is.
1: Anyways, now we, uh, the second scene after the <laughs> theme song, <laughs> we Sick hear ass. like an instrumental version of Oh Come All Ye Faithful, and I can wipe my brow that this is actually a Christmas episode.
4: <laughs> like, I'm sorry, woo, woo. I did not pull Orion. Well, la di da!
5: Congratulations, everyone else, for actually doing Christmas episodes. So
0: great. In Ryan's and, fairness, that doll will haunt me for several yuletides.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: David, mm-hmm. how great would it have been if that was the only Christmas? Like, <laughs>
0: I, w- like... I
4: would have
1: <laughs> taken that as far as I could. You know, like, listen, we heard, "Oh, come on, you faithful," this is a Christmas
3: episode. <is.">
1: Um. He, uh, the voiceover of Sam says that leaping from place to place, sometimes he feels like he's the servant of a higher power, mm. and but right now he's the servant to a rich businessman.
5: He's Mr. Blake.
1: Mm-hmm. And no, yeah, the rich businessman is Mr. Blake. Oh, he,
5: is oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Sam is Mr. Thorough.
1: Pearson. I believe <laughs> is his name. How embarrassing. Reginald Pearson. (laughs) And uh, basically, that's kind of the same setup of all quantum leap for like the beginning is just him trying to get his bearings on who he is and what he's yeah. supposed to be doing. And all. I feel like, like
4: Al could show up sooner to help in that process.
1: <laughs> you know, but I don't know. Maybe it takes a while to find Sam. Like or I get it.
4: If he like, well, I don't even it get it. I was going to say, I get it. If he like is in the presence of people when he first leaps in, but no one else is supposed to be able to see Al. So mm-hmm. why is he like leap? And then Al's waiting to say, all right, Sam, here's the deal. You're the servant of this rich guy. Yeah. And well, you need I'm to help him find the spirit a- of Christmas.
5: He jumps in and he's like, don't give him a blowjob. You're the servant. <laughs> You're just putting talcum powder in his huddies.
3: <laughs> I'm
1: trying to say that maybe it takes Al a while to find where in time Sam is. Because, yeah, um, that could be. This whole time jumping thing is, it seems very unscientific. It's like but if Sam he's did jumping it. jumping into it,
5: time, then he could just go right when it starts because it's all... Ooh.
1: Okay. i suppose i don't know it's all not, not my head here. so
5: but as a the present he can take as long as he needs to find
1: it uh, as he's walking with mr <laughs> blake uh they pass a christmas tree and then mr blake's Maddie's like take that down get a bigger one and i would ding them for the idea of like setting up a christmas tree on christmas eve which is the time because it's like shouldn't this have been set up like weeks ago but now I think that, like, every day they've been setting up a tree and he walks by and demands a bigger one. So it's getting, getting bigger and bigger throughout the um, yeah, month.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: I also like how it's, like, the reverse Scrooge, where it's not that he wants, like, no trappings of Christmas. He wants, yeah. like, the biggest and most expensive trappings yeah, of Christmas.
1: he just needs it to be extravagant and shows money, you know? Yeah.
0: Hmm, who does that remind us of? I, Nobody. I can't think of anyone <laughs> in
4: the current climate Dude. that that reminds me of. Um, so, David, do they also always shoehorn in a mirror on the wall so that we can get a quick look at what his person that he's impersonating is? You better
1: believe they shoehorn a mirror into this. Right. <laughs> or some sort of water or something that will show his reflection. Yeah.
4: There's always an island or an inlet or a fjord. <laughs> Yeah. To be
1: fair, (laughs) it's not like mirrors are rare. I know. know.
0: In his lifetime, David, remember the episode when he used a mirror to look at his butthole and it was somebody else's butthole?
5: (laughs) (laughs) I must have missed that one. What are the odds that he would see a mirror? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> pretty high
1: right i think he pretty like high. seeks him out too like when like sent we will walk by a reflective surface and not really give it a second thought but when he first leaps into it i think he wants to check out to see how hot he is and then he's right. just like oh i'm a f- portly man this is gonna be a sucky leap for me you know
0: and it, it sucks for him because he's really hot so he's always like being less hot when he yeah makes.
1: exactly
5: there's all those episodes, though, where he just watches himself masturbate. <laughs> hours, that's that's when he leaps
1: head. into a woman's
3: body. And,
4: well, I like uh, I like that really he needs to just look in the mirror and see that he's a portly <laughs> manservant to realize that this is going to be a rough leap, because <laughs> leaping into a face full of scrotum wasn't enough to tell him that.
3: It's a pretty Poudering common
1: leap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, boy so then uh, another thing in quantum leap is people are very forgiving of like the, the person sam is supposed to be just not knowing whatever the hell they're doing suddenly like no one ever questions if they had a stroke or anything you know like why well, don't you remember where the newspaper is because they've been doing it for the last like t- 10 years Well, or they're, gonna, like...
5: what? they're gonna be like he's like wait what day is it and they're like yeah are you a time traveling scientist a loop?
1: no i'm saying, like are you having a stroke do you smell toast? right now like what is wrong with you <laughs>
4: it's not just that he doesn't know where the paper is it's that he, when he's when he's told that it's in the foyer he also doesn't know where the foyer is yeah exactly I,
1: I, I mean I get it time traveling spirit person is the last thing I'd go to but I'd probably just be concerned Of so I'm sorry you know Uh, make so sure that... to
0: check your loved ones for if they're time traveling spirits yeah first exactly first check first you know. stroke then check for uh, time
1: travel. Yeah, yeah. If he's, if they start forgetting things, the first thing you should ask if they're a time traveling spirit person. <laughs> you
0: have to tell me if you are.
1: <laughs> it's the law. <laughs> uh, so then Al appears in his uh, classic colorful shirt.
0: Ooh, I love that shirt. God, I love <laughs> both of these men. They're both so handsome. Okay, you guys.
1: You think Dean I, Stockton's handsome? I
0: do. He's very oh. handsome. Oh, he's man. not as handsome as Scott Bakula, but the two of them together. Okay, fellas, if you had to kiss one of those men for one minute and uh, melt a whole stick of butter in both of your mouths during that minute, which man do you choose. Ryan. Bacula, I don't Scott even Bacula. have to think about it. Yeah, it's <laughs> not right? right? like, even a question. I was just with. checking. I,
5: Al, I had to check. Al, Al kept like, reminding me of Buster Poindexter for some right? reason. Right? No, he He's also stealing hot, hot, Christmas hot. Future. Yeah. Would you did rather
1: eat scrooged. a chocolate yeah. cake or a mouthful of bees? You're
5: just right. set a tough Decision for us there. If you were gonna make out with a man, would yeah. you pick a really attractive man or a not very attractive man? Like the opposite of a Solomonic uh,
4: quandary. There. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Have you seen
0: Dean uh, Stockwell uh, when he was young? He's so, very pretty.
4: So Al, like what Al's wearing, that's just like yeah. what he's wearing in his time, and he's just like being projected, I believe right? So okay. yes. So like when we see him smoking a cigar, that's because he's just smoking a cigar in the yeah. in the Apparently. future.
1: Apparently, Scott Bakula must have leapt into the time when, uh, and removed all sort of like public smoking laws from everywhere at some point. <laughs> yeah, I
5: guess. Well, that's why he's smoking because he's in the past and he's just smoking while he can. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but he's in the future when he's doing it, though. He's just being projected to the past.
5: It's well, is he, is he like in a big room or something where he can walk around? And because he really. I so. I don't know. It doesn't make sense, because he gets in the car and shit. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Again.
0: He hones to Sam when they move in cars. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, yeah, Al checks out a lady first, because that's what... <laughs> Al's also a giant perv, which is just mm-hmm. something we need to know. Like, he He's like... If you could turn invisible and do anything you wanted, he's pure id with that. I can tell you that. Yeah, but right he can't now, you know?
4: do he can't like physically interact with the time, right? Correct. Okay, yeah, so he's so... just like he's just watching these women walk around. He's not like following yeah. it up with any kind of creepy advances. Yeah, right. but I mean there's
0: like lots of shots of his head like going through a lady's
4: boobs.
3: Yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> Who knows what he's seeing? I mean I feel
1: I feel like once <laughs> I see like the Heart pumping and some lungs breathing. I'm suddenly not uh, turned on anymore, but that doesn't seem to stop Al, you know.
0: He loves it. He loves watching them pee and watching them pee from the inside.
1: Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is where, like, you know, Sam makes fun of Al for not wearing something Christmassy, but Al's like, it's not Christmas where
6: I am. Monday, December 24th, 1962, the day before Christmas. Yeah, and, uh, I sure would like to find one of those under my tree. I'm a 200-pound valet. Well, count your blessings. You could be wearing a red suit and ringing a bell in front of Macy's. And you could be a waiter at Trader Vic's. Hey, it's not Christmas where I am. I mean, when I am. It's the middle of July.
1: Which is all weird because then you're like, how many holidays does Sam just never leap into and just miss out on? But, <laughs> a
4: bunch. All the non-commercially viable ones.
5: There's a really good Bastille Day episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Al tells
1: Sam that he should, uh, that he's a manservant, but he should count his blessings that he's not ringing a bell in front of Macy's, which seems to like just be like an affront to bell ringers, Austin.
4: Because mm-hmm.
1: uh-huh. you're a bell ringer. Did it hurt your feelings?
4: I'm a bell ringer. You're a bell Are ringer. Bell ringing. Well, like once, many, many, many years ago. <laughs> I thought you did it like every year. No, no, I haven't
5: done it in, in eons. Wait a minute, wait a minute, David, you should know this. David, are you a time-traveling <laughs> spirit person, <laughs> David?
0: You have to tell him. No,
4: he's just having a stroke, you guys. Oh, that's fine, then. Well, David's <laughs> what a release. stroking
0: while we record, but...
4: Uh, no, I haven't. Huh. I, I, there was like one Christmas where, where my wife and I—I I think it was even before we were married or shortly thereafter—where we, uh, where we volunteered to do some bell ringing. But the, my more, my the, my understanding of the awkward politics involving the Salvation Army has <laughs> yeah. chilled whatever desire I may have once had to uh, ring bells. Mm-hmm.
1: Good
0: point.
4: Uh,
1: so now Al finally gives the rundown That Michael Blake is one of the richest guys In the country at that time But then you'd think Sam would have known about him In some way
4: but. Yeah like <laughs> if, if you went back in time To like um, Help Nelson yeah. Rockefeller or, Yeah uh, exactly Or uh, you know Andrew Carnegie Not kill themselves During mm. a stock market crash Or something you'd be like oh it's Andrew Carnegie One of the richest guys in the world <laughs> Yeah exactly
5: I don't know, how many real estate moguls from the 70s can you guys name? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well Unfortunately, there's one I could name. I know, but beyond that. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was cool that John Hamm was in this episode.
0: <laughs> uh, actually, it's Charles Rocket, RIP. He is an SNL alumni who said the fuck word. And got kicked off SNL. Really? I, mean, I think so. Hey, I started this? to read the wiki and I didn't get that far. But I think I'm right. He did a cuss on SNL. He was a cast member and he got removed and he still got casted for small things, including, you know, like It's Pat, the movie.
5: He oh. was the hmm. villain in
0: that. He was the villain in God, something else.
5: John and Hamm? Yeah. Wow. No,
0: Charles Rocket. And he maybe killed himself. He Spoiler. did. He
4: did kill himself.
0: R.I.P. Charles Rocket. You guys, John Hamm is bad. still alive.
4: <laughs> um, also, David, uh, uh, I know Lauren didn't watch this episode, but she might want to watch it when she learns that uh, the guy who plays Michael Blake was the dad in Hocus Pocus.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh was he? Oh, I guess he was. Uh.
4: He
0: was a lot more likable in Hocus yeah. Pocus.
1: He was a vampire. Well, he was dressed up as Dracula and partied all night. He was
4: dad, Kula.
1: My <laughs> dad. <laughs> he was.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, Al hasn't exactly figured out what Sam is supposed to do yet, because that's what Al does. He interacts with Ziggy to try to figure out what he's supposed to do. Uh, but he says, Ziggy says this is going to be a hard one, because he might have to bathe Mr. Blake. So I'm kind of wondering what Mr. Blake needs from his manservant said he's being bathed and like... Right,
4: like I get that he's
1: rich and...
4: but like <laughs> I don't care how rich I am I still want to bathe myself. I don't know.
5: Mm, I'm uh. not sure. About that. <laughs> I don't know if I want
4: like a portly older gentleman no, doing the bathing. No, sure, sure. Let's but put oh it my. Scott Bakula? Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Yeah, see? <laughs> <What is it? laughs> and to be clear i want scott back i don't want like a guy who looks like scott Bakula. i want scott, scott Bakula. Bakula. yeah like, T- scott, scott Bakula, Bakula
0: is my
1: personal
4: Bakula. bather that'd be cool yeah
1: i
0: want that too
1: so in the dining room <laughs> mr blake uh is mr. talking about blake. the yeah with well, the war or it's basically saying war with russia's inevitable but oh. sam tells them in the future U.S. and and Russia have peace, and the, Russia's going to leave. In the
5: future, leave. U.S. and Russia have <laughs> peace.
1: <laughs> Fuck you, Ryan.
0: What
5: a country!
0: <laughs> well, I am relieved that we have peace with Russia. Yep, in
1: the and future. Russia That's will nice. leave us alone forever. Yeah.
0: Yay!
4: In post-Soviet Russia, we buy your elections.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Too soon. <laughs> Uh, long story short The Salvation Army is at the doorstep Of Mr. Blake with a band For some reason I don't know where they yeah. <laughs>
4: Well I think that was a thing like they used to have like Salvation Army bands That would back up the bell ringers With like music and stuff And they I think the Salvation Army Back in the day there There was more to it than just getting people To stand outside stores ringing bells And collecting money Yeah it money. used to be
5: an actual army of trumpeters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> carolyn yeah uh what how do you feel about the fact that i misspelled salvation army and spelled it salivation army
0: oh that sounds good do they go around giving burgers to orphans <laughs> um, ryan would leap in eat the orphan's burger then leap right out
5: as as had the feeling of quantumly <laughs>
1: one journey, Orphans times. never get to eat that burger. <laughs> no,
5: because think. when I leap out, it's in their guts. <laughs> <But> they <laughs> may, remember, may not remember eating it. We're not clear on I was that detail. Say, I
4: just like one day an orphan's walking down the street, and then the next thing they know, it's two days later, and they're like gorged to the point of death
5: with burgers. <laughs> That'd be awesome.
0: It's like a rich person hangout, like a Ray Bradbury story, where you get to leap into orphans and Eat because of gorge and then leap out. <laughs>
1: um, so then the head of the Salvation Army is Captain Downey, a female Al wants to bone. And, and the...
0: Sam, right? Like when I saw the pretty lady, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's probably gonna get there. Everyone
5: does, so does Mr. Blake. Yeah, eventually, yeah.
1: Mr. Blake wants to bone her too. She, no, <laughs> oh, she, she, she apparently has it going on. Like <laughs> Stacy's mom, apparently. She's
4: an attractive lady.
1: <laughs> yeah, also know how do you? What do you think of it?
4: She's, a, I said, she's an attractive lady. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the takeaway is that uh, there's the Fourth Street mission that the Salvation Army is in, and Mister Blake wants to tear it down by the end of the year to help build his like super plaza thing, just a giant building. Uh. So, wow, well, we've got some notes that no one cares about. <laughs>
3: <laughs> cool.
1: I know. I'm like, oh, but that's dumb. That's dumb. That's dumb. Now we get to, uh, so Sam tries to play Peacemaker between Mr. Blake and the Salvation Army, but then Mr. Blake will have none of it. And as he's walking away, Al is there and calls him like a Grinch,
3: I think. Mm, a it?
1: Yeah, but then Mr. Blake hears him and turns around and yells at Al right to his face, which (gasps) shouldn't happen.
5: Yeah, that tripped me out. Yeah,
1: but I'm like, he seems to be very nonchalant about the fact that this guy just appeared out of nowhere behind him.
0: This man in this very loud shirt.
4: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) It's like 30 years advanced for the time.
4: You probably just figured it was his time-traveling butler's holographic
0: assistant. (laughs) As
4: you would.
5: He was like, I noticed my butler didn't know where the foyer was earlier. <laughs> so clearly, he reached independence from that.
0: Are you supposed to tip your holographic assistant?
5: Yeah, at the holidays.
0: Yeah, at the hologram days. Yeah. yeah. Give
5: him a bottle of vodka on December
0: 24th. <laughs> Good. I should. I should.
1: Until then someone's like, who are you talking to, Mr. Blake? He's like, this guy, but Al disappeared at that point. And then he's just like, oh, whatever, and leaves. And I'm like, some dude just, like, appeared and disappeared <laughs> on you, and you seem very unconcerned about
3: this.
5: He yeah, takes he's... a few things weirdly in stride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's not really that, when that guy later appears at his bedside, he's just like, hey, I remember you.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome
5: yeah. to my bedroom.
4: He's too rich to care.
1: hmm Uh... Then, uh Captain Downey thanks Sam for help, and then al bas- then once everyone leaves, Al comes back, and Sam's like, "What the fuck? Why could he see you?" And they say it was like some sort of weird coincidence that Sam's and Mr. Blake's neurons were on this are on similar frequencies, so now like they have to like fine tune things so only yeah. Sam will see him. and I
5: thought that it was gonna be like his grandfather or something, uh... oh yeah and then it wasn't it was just an excuse so he could be the ghost later
1: yeah i i kind of figured he's just going to be a ghost because they're they're very clearly going for a christmas carol um homage or well you're two steps ahead of me david (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like oh now if he can see him they can bring him back to see him so he could be a ghost we'll, we'll get to that later uh and the, then we go to sam and al discussing a uh, plan to save blake's soul because that's what they figure they have to do uh but they have no information on mr blake desi- besides the fact that he's the richest man in america yet they got like nothing on him
5: apparently Is He the richest man in america i missed
1: that yeah they said that oh, wow. earlier on at the time, like in the 1960s, he was the richest man. And they're like, but we can't find any information on, on who he is.
4: Yes, yeah, so apparently things go downhill in the future. And the internet becomes more like when Ryan was at summer camp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they no didn't anybody? have internet no. when the show came out.
5: No I one could uh, No yeah. one can remember the name of the show. They were just screwed. <laughs> exactly. and the, But then Sam
1: finds some old pictures. And it turns out he used to be called michael blakowski and this is why they can't find any information on him because i guess the record of him changing his name is just not on file anymore
0: and once he was an orphan and once skeletor almost killed his dog Something it's, like
3: that.
5: It's interesting though that John Hamm would play this character and then later he would play Don Draper as such a similar background. But I guess that's True. just how it goes. He got um typecast a little bit from Mad Men, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a character with two different names. Um, well
4: yeah, and uh oddly enough, John Ham is is macking on the the redhead lady in this one, and he macked on her in Mad Men too.
0: He's got a type
1: um so al calls mr blake a real scrooge and that gives sam an idea
4: al that's it
1: yep he's like
6: that's it i mean can you believe it's christmas time and i don't think he's got a second thought about throwing those people out in the streets well he's a real scrooge yeah yeah we can say that again scrooge al al you're a genius i am yes you are absolutely Michael is Scrooge, right? He's alone. He's miserable. It's like uh, Charles um, Dickens. uh, Dickens. It's like he created his character based on this guy. Why does Sam not know Charles
0: Dickens? I'm so confused.
4: Right? He's like, he knows it enough to be like, let's do a pastiche of that story
0: written by that guy. And they said Scrooge so much. It was like, do you want to get sued? (laughs) <laughs> I thought they were gonna stop saying,, but I it, think like... that's
4: in the public domain, though, isn't it? yeah, oh. I'm pretty sure it is that's that's yeah. why everybody can crap out a Christmas carol adaptation whenever they want. free no wonder
0: on. it's so popular. I'm gonna go crap out some Christmas carols later, do it, yeah.
4: yeah, shit, you guys. we could do one right now.
0: Let's all do one, great, okay, Carolyn, yeah,
1: you are a Christmas carol,. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> uh sam goes to apologize to Do- uh, uh what now i can't think of her name Lake? A... Yeah. <laughs> no captain uh downey oh. yeah he goes th- he goes to the mission to apologize to captain downey and then he comes up with a plan and i think we'll get into the details of this plan later because i wasn't quite sure what it all was but the first thing it involves is Sam driving him, driving Mister Blake down an alley where one of the orphans, uh, flattens the tires. Orphan and...
0: alley, I know it well. <laughs> That's where they get you. Yeah.
1: Uh, I guess I should say before that, while he's driving, Sam strategically places pictures of Blake's like childhood. But then Blake gets all pissed off because his father left him when he was three, and his mom died cleaning someone else's bathroom. So that's never going to be his life. It's helping other people.
4: So yeah, this is this is basically they're doing the ghost of Christmas past segment of uh,
1: yeah
4: of uh, of the story at this point. Where he's like, I'm going to drive him around his old neighborhood and remind him of how good things were before he was a rich sob.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> just he's not like a literal like he's not a ghost to mr blake they're just like here's your christmas pass." yeah so here's the place you grew up and now there's going to be like voices coming around and like oh this mr. Whole, blake like... is like whipping around like looking at everything like and like i wonder about filming that scene where they're like just look to your left then to your right then look up
4: then like, look like, down Th- that whole yeah. sequence the way that it was like filmed and the way that he played it with like the quick cuts and like the frantically mm-hmm. looking around and the slightly eerie music it was like something out of it i was expecting to like cut <laughs> to a sewer drain with a clown inside of it and a balloon mm-hmm. floating oh, by man, or something
0: scott Bacula should have been in it he should have just yeah. like leapt in and been like oh boy the clown leapt out no yeah
1: austin Yo. if you like drive by the house you grew up in do you uh-huh. just start whipping your head around like having flashbacks to everything that oh happened?
4: yeah i hear like some eerie music playing <laughs> and see images of myself and my friends running by to the yard and stuff
1: <laughs> but he sees kids playing stick ball mm-hmm. and then they run off and then he's like who are those kids and Sam's so like i didn't see any kids and i'm like did he hallucinate them did he not and i think we find the answer and it's stupider than you think but uh <laughs> but suddenly like i guess just walk seeing the place he grew up suddenly is like putting a Christmas spirit in him, which seems kind of odd. So he's, and then Captain Downey shows up and he's like, Hey, you're hot. Let's start walking down the street together. I mean, that's almost (laughs)
4: literally how it goes down. (laughs) Like it's, it's less that his Christmas spirit has awoken as it is. He's just realized she's kind of cute.
1: Yeah. And then she's like, Oh, you're not a complete ass. Now I'm getting kind of wet. And it's kind of like, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like he should do something more to earn her affection, but really not being a complete asshole is enough apparently. So.
4: David, he does spend a whole whopping quarter to buy her a bag of chestnuts. Yeah, Has anyone ever eaten chestnuts? Yes. I think so. <laughs>
0: I feel like I have as part of something. I've, like, walked by roasting nuts in New York, and they smelled really good, but I didn't buy them.
4: Well, I've had, like, roasted almonds and cashews. Cinnamon
1: roasted almonds and cashews are delicious. Oh, yeah. Have you
0: had street nuts? Have you got them off the street, though, like Charles Rocket was offered?
4: No, I don't think they were. It was always at, like, the state fair or the little, like, street vendor that was set up inside the mall where the Barnes & Noble I worked was.
0: Right. Well, that's pretty close to street nuts,
1: Austin. Mm, Okay. I like to get some street nuts every Yeah, 75 cents for
4: three bags of chestnuts is a pretty good deal. (laughs) Buying.
5: Yeah. Well, what is it, the 60s? Yeah. Yeah, like 62, I think. uh, I don't know if you know this, but my little side project is keeping track of chestnut rates (laughs) in different eras. Chestnut
4: inflation calculations. That's
5: that's about a mid range chestnut deal (laughs) for that time. (laughs) Yeah. They always David? spike around the holidays. Well, of so course. You know, I mean it's it's like yeah. pumpkins in October. That in. Plus this guy's a street vendor, you gotta consider maybe he does a little he sizes up to customers, maybe he does a little shifting, and this guy's clearly wealthy, so. Yeah. Have you have you eaten chestnuts before, Ryan? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Third. I don't think don't, I have I, ever... You know what, David? Don't ever ask me that again. <laughs> I don't think I have either and i just don't even know what they taste like or anything it's just interesting i guess i don't know um so then mr blake the guy selling the chestnuts he turns out to be mr blake's boyhood friend max Wow. Although there's, there seems something kind of off about Max that they never really get into. You well, just...
4: he seems to be a good fifteen to twenty years older than. guess <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. that's
1: true too.
4: <laughs> which is off, and maybe that's just like the difference of like harsh living in Skid Row versus in the like upper class penthouse where you're getting your balls talcomed by a manservant every night. But I know, uh, I mean, when
5: man. when yeah. John Ham was very young, he had a much older friend. Yeah, spent <laughs> a lot of time with who was the chestnut salesman. <laughs>
1: Well they talk about the time they threw a mattress onto old lady Malone
0: a waterbed <laughs> right?
6: Hey Max you remember
5: old Charlie O'Reilly
6: Hey how could I forget him you were like Siamese twins huh <laughs> Remember the time we dropped them water bags out the window on Old Lady Malone? Whoa!
4: Right.
1: Which to me sounds like murder, but, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah,
4: they talk about like throwing a mattress out a window onto Old Lady Malone. I'm like, it's, mattresses are
5: fucking heavy. I feel like they're. dropped it from the 12th floor. <laughs>
0: right? Like, it's like a water bed, and I think he says multiple. It's water beds. And yeah, and then he does this. Remember that? He <laughs> like a move.
5: Remember that that's time straight up? murdered that lady yeah that was awesome how dumb she looked but she was dying she was like whoa
0: <laughs> they got up to some shit after stickball damn it's true
1: uh but mr blake then asked about their friend charlie and guess what charlie didn't have a happy ending
4: guys i did oh, not no. see this coming at all
1: he got Yep, Charlie got drunk and jumped in front of a bus. And you know why he did that? Because Mr. Blake bought the bakery that he worked at and then automated it. And so then Charlie was out of a job. It's almost like... Yeah,
4: I automated know. it. I feel like All they right. throw that word around thinking it means something it doesn't mean. Well, it's oddly it's like... prescient though, right? Like... Well, yeah, like I feel like it's more relevant now than it was in, like, how do you automate a bakery in 1962?
0: There was I mean, clearly a 1960s bakery robot going Well, go
1: I assume they just got like mixers and stuff instead of like hand making everything, you know, you
5: just put in some more machines.
3: Yeah,
1: I'm that. pretty
5: sure they turned it into an Amazon superstore is what you say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Amazon donuts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah that sounds pretty good.
1: But maybe Mr. Blake is finding out there's consequences to the actions he takes with his business.
4: Maybe well, he is.
5: The structure of this episode is like it seems really easy how they're going to get Mr. Blake to come around and do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And then right before a commercial break, he's like, <laughs> fuck that. No. And then it takes up until another, it's just a cycle. They do it like three times. Which is funny, because this is, like,
1: uh, portrayed as a roadblock, but you'd think this would make him, like, try to change his ways even more. But instead, he's just like, fuck that, I don't need friends, I just want to kill more people. Because now he's, like, getting drunk by his now bigger tree, but he's all depressed, and Sam's trying to cheer him up for some reason, and it's just not working. But then, like, Al's like, well, of course he's a little depressed, that's part of it, that's how he's gonna change. I mean, this is only one-third of the Christmas Carol story.
4: Yeah. We haven't even gotten to the present
1: or the future yet. Yes. And that's when Sam reminisces about his Christmas in 1962 when he got a sled. Named Rosebud, I assume. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Uh, Named
0: Oh Boy.
1: uh, Sam tells Mr. Blake he feels sorry for him, but Mr. Blake is like I'm rich, there's nothing to feel sorry for me about. And then there's a bet of a month's rent that Mr. Blake does not indeed have everything he could ever want, which they never really follow up on that. But
5: yeah, they don't. What the fuck? He
1: Takes him
4: out, <laughs> makes him touch a building, and then he's like, "I win!" Ha ha
1: ha! Yes, Because yes, <laughs> um, the next scene is they just go to this like closed theater, and he's like, "Touch this building," and then and
0: I watched this scene when I was in the other room getting a bit more spaghetti, and so I was heard good it spaghetti? from spaghetti.
1: What kind of sauce was the spaghetti? It with?
0: was. Uh, it was. It was actually artichoke. Hmm. dip tonight yeah it was great that sounds good it was
3: great
1: did you save me any
0: yeah I'll email you one leaf <laughs> Merry
5: Christmas <laughs>
0: So I heard this scene from the other room And he's just like put your hand against the wall And scuffling And then when I got to the room It was like the men pressed against each other on the fence to so like, be showing him the meaning of Christmas By like raping him as this chubby man servant In the alley He's
1: gonna put the really Christmas beard inside of him One way or another you know? <laughs> uh no he says like feel the wall it's cold because it's been abandoned or something to yeah, that effect yeah this all
0: sounded like an assault to me
1: i'm like i don't know why he thinks this is gonna have an effect on anybody but uh <laughs> then they hear carolers uh singing carol of the bells i'm saying carol on it's kind of odd in from no
0: it's my season
1: <laughs> From uh coming from the mission where the salvation army is so they uh, enter there and Sam makes Mr. Blake join in the singing and they sing Joy to the World.
5: Wait! I think we skipped a thing where there's a whole <laughs> part where Sam is talking to Al. Did we skip that? No, we uh, talked about it. A little bit but was there something you wanted to... This was just out? the main one where I was like can people hear it when Sam talks to Al? But then oh, he's yeah. like, who are you talking to? I wondered
4: about that too. like Because we know Mr. Blake can see Al so was the fact that he could hear Sam talking to Al because he's Mr. Blake, or is any time Sam's talking to Al, can anyone be like, why is that man standing in a corner talking to no one?
5: Yeah, because uh, I feel like he says something to Al at some other point, and it kind of is ignored, and you can't tell if it's like a device or not. Or you know. in,
1: in the same way that people on this series seem very nonchalant about the fact that somebody they know have suddenly forgotten like everything about themselves, uh they're also very nonchalant about that same person beginning to talk to themselves a lot in like corners of rooms where they just let it go i feel like there's some of that because sometimes he gets called on it but then he kind of just brushes it aside and everyone's like yeah all right i guess he's just not talking to himself and then you get a little bit of like the tv movie aspect of how sound works where like as soon as someone leaves a room someone's like yeah, we gotta murder them. And I'm like, they're just right outside the room. Maybe you gotta let them, like, walk down the hall before you plot like, against them. Talk a little quieter. Yeah,
3: exactly.
1: <laughs> they're like, as long as he's on the other side of the room, most people don't even notice that he's talking, apparently, even though it seems at normal volume and all.
4: Well, I mean, they, they've they already accepted that... Uh whomever it is in their life that's acting strangely is being inhabited by a time-traveling spirit, so then they're probably just like, oh, I guess he's talking to his holographically endowed friend from the future who's been sent back to assist him.
1: Did you call Al well-endowed? Yes. Alright.
0: He probably just projects the hologram for as long as he wants to. (laughs) He can manipulate it digitally.
3: Mm We'll
4: see. Uh. So, singing Joy to the World in the the old Salvation Army den. Yeah, and Mister Blake and Captain Downey share fuck me
1: eyes as they're singing this.
4: Yeah, it was really yeah. They're mm. she may or may not be <laughs> pregnant at this point.
1: <laughs> I think it takes Mister Blake a little bit to start singing, but then he does. And
4: I also love briefly uh, when she's talking to to Michael. Like this old Salvation Army guy comes up, and he's like, "What song do you want to sing now?" And he just gives Michael like the complete stink eye throughout the entire scene. <laughs> where he's like, "Don't you be messing with her."
1: Yeah, (laughs) but he will mess
3: with her.
0: (laughs) I thought they were gonna give Scott Bakula a solo. They like love to write him things where he sings. He's the voice of an angel. (laughs) Oh yeah, he played a singing cat in a movie about singing
5: cats. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you should have gotten a solo. You're right.
0: Right. Right. Thank you.
1: Uh, then they sit down to have some. Penic and Makovic? Has anyone Spiesner? heard of this stuff?
4: Spiesner? Yeah, I know.
0: How dare you?
4: Uh, no, I have
0: not heard of this stuff
4: before. Anyone else?
0: No, but if someone gave me cake around the holidays, I will eat it.
1: Probably. Yeah, I mean, I would have eaten it. I mean, they said it was like honey cake and jelly cake of some sort. Oh. and Decent. Yeah, I'm not going to say no to it. Unless it turns out to be terrible, but well cross that bridge when it comes to me, so bring on the Pete, Nick, and Makovic or whatever it is. Uh, The next scene is just Blake and uh, Captain Downey flirting. And then Al and Sam think they've done it. They're like, done and done. No need for a third act.
4: Clearly Al and Sam are not aware that there's 15 minutes left in this episode. Did you
5: mention the little orphan kid who comes over, though? Oh boy. Who's like the most like, clear orphan he's
0: like
4: the. (laughs) so at the beginning of this scene when like sam's trying to do the whole like look at the downtrodden and how you can help -hmm. them and all that i'm like look sam did you not read fucking christmas carol you need a tiny tim yeah and then this like little kid comes up with his like toy horse and talking about how like santa can't come to their house because they don't have a house and i'm like well i guess they found their tiny tim And uh, the only way this kid could have been any more, like, cloyingly cute is if he had a lisp and, like, a cough. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, he was a real orphan. He was a real Christmas injured child. Basically a lot like the kid in Saved by the Bell who had (laughs)
5: connections. I didn't (laughs) doubt for a moment. I didn't doubt for a moment. That he was an orphan Yeah, <laughs> Everything like,
1: about he, this kid screams orphan like,
5: if someone says the word orphan to you The immediate mental image you get is this kid <laughs> Right yeah like it is 100% like
4: It's 1962 and he looks like A Dickensian orphan He does he's like every orphan You've ever seen yeah.
0: Was anybody else like how did one of the Crack research team get out
4: Well yes oh, yeah. speaking of our Of our own team of Tiny Tims yeah, uh, David, pretend. I I have it on good authority that piernik is in fact a thing uh, described as Polish gingerbread. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Or I also see a recipe for a piernik honey bread recipe. So it is apparently a thing.
5: So you guys, I'm going to be honest. Oh, okay. I wasn't paying attention for like a minute, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not sure what goes wrong here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's dig into this, because suddenly, like, Al's all like, there's a 98% chance we've done it. Oh, it's 95, it's 90, oh, now Ziggy's suddenly saying, like, everything's going to hell.
4: Ziggy's basically like, abort, abort!
1: Yeah, basically because a bunch of orphan kids run into the mission, and then Mr. Blake recognizes them as the orphan ki- <laughs>
5: oh here comes the orphan train. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs>
1: And so then, Mr. Blake recognizes him as the orphan kids that were playing stick ball when he parked when the flat tire occurred in that alley where he grew up, and now oh. he learned that he'd been had so now, if we go back, we realize that <laughs> the whole plot was Sam went to Captain Downey and told her, "I've got a plan," and then we didn't hear what the plan was, and apparently the plan was. Hey, you got to get some orphan kids together to stage like a 1940 stickball tournament while I drive (laughs) Mr. Blake through that alley. So then he sees that and believes they're ghosts or hallucinations, (laughs) not actual kids just playing an old timey sport for no reason at the time. Mm -hmm. And that will make him feel the spirit of Christmas past in him. And then Captain Downey's like, sign me up, you know, where where do I sign on this dotted line? She
4: just, like, grabs a fistful of money out of one of her red kettles and hands it over to him. Yeah, he's like, whatever <laughs> we need, this, this is a plan that's sure to work.
5: He's like, wait a minute, I wasn't hallucinating, fuck this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which is just one of those weird things that movie and TV can never
1: get right, which is like, you know, even when you're hallucinating and you don't know at the time, you kind of know it was a hallucination. I don't know, it's kind of like... Once you're not dreaming, you know you're not dreaming anymore.
4: Well, and then they didn't have the wherewithal to make sure that their damn orphan kids they hired don't come running into the Salvation Army at the same time that they're still continuing their scam on this guy. They got sloppy.
1: Yeah, but then I also wonder, like, because, like, uh, Mr. Blake, during that, like, uh, alley scene, he hears... His mother's voice
4: from a window. Oh, it's and... Captain Downey up in that window, and she's yeah, like, is it
5: <laughs> Michael? I love you, son. Um,
1: why would Captain Downey sign up for this Scooby Doo ass premise? That
4: was like she will land. do anything to save their mission, David. Anything. <laughs> well, then do something that would actually save it. That's a half ass plane. <laughs> Well, the sure long of the fail. short of it is If Dickens taught us anything It's that you need one tiny Tim to win over a Scrooge But like eight tiny Tims Is just laying it on too thick Yeah, um. apparently
5: You can have too many tiny Tims
0: You can have a large Tim And that's certainly too much
5: It's true, that's why he's tiny Because you can only take so much of him
0: <laughs> In the end of the show He was credited as Tiny Boy Was he? <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah, I, I loved it. it That's good <laughs> Tiny boy. Please,
0: oui,
4: sir. Tiny boy. My three-legged horse is the only toy I'll have this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Get guy. back in the hole, tiny boy. Come
3: back in your <laughs> hole.
1: <laughs> so in the next scene, Sam admits to Mr. Blake that he staged the flashback. That, <laughs> like,
3: uh... just, once again, let's just pause
4: for a moment and acknowledge <laughs> that he staged a flashback and uh-huh. it almost worked. <laughs> we're really close, now. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Mr.
1: Blake was none the wiser in the moment.
4: Yeah, it, it fell apart, but it didn't fall apart when it was happening, when the guy <laughs> said, Wait, are you trying to stage a flashback? <laughs> Wait,
1: when he just believed yeah. these random kids in the alley were like kids from his youth of some sort. <laughs> uh uh so then he's then mr blake is like telling sam like you're gonna be fired when i wake up in the morning but i'm going to bed and sam's all down and then
4: uh he's like you're gonna be fired in the morning once you're done dusting my balls
1: yeah exactly
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then you dust him and then you apply dust yeah
5: and then you like you know how to put on your own underwear, you can't just fire someone on the <laughs> spot. You, yeah, know? That's true. you gotta make sure there's in. someone else
1: out there. Yeah. Like you gotta replace that person before you fire him, you know. It's true. Uh, so then Sam and L are talking about the fact that it'd take a miracle now to convince him that he's wrong. But then they realize that he can see Al if they configure things correctly. And maybe a miracle still is possible.
4: Yeah, like, we're gonna need a miracle or the third act of the fucking story that we've acknowledged <laughs> in-universe we're cribbing from.
1: Exactly. Like, this isn't it's,
4: like they don't know that they're doing a Christmas carol. They've explicitly said, hey, let's do the Christmas carol to this guy. Yeah, it's not subtle.
1: And so then they need Al to be the ghost of Christmas future. Future. Yeah, because he's
0: got blinky lights. That's what sci-fi is.
1: <laughs> now, Al could just show up in like a cloak and be like silent and foreboding, or he could like be Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: yeah, I got. Yeah, I'm with you, Carol. I got a. I got a Scrooged vibe off of him, but the makeup is definitely Beetlejuice. The like the dark <laughs> eyes and the pale skin and the wild hair
5: and the handprint under his face. Yeah, but yeah, but he's not the right because the ghost of. The future is a is a spooky ghost. He looks like the Grim Reaper, basically. But um, the cab driver who's the ghost of Christmas past, right? Yeah,
0: Buster Poindexter. Buster
5: Poindexter looks like. Okay, it's all coming together. Yeah, Yeah, I was, I and
4: I wasn't necessarily saying he looks like a specific character from Scrooge, but just more of the the general aesthetic of.
5: He looks like Buster Poindexter. Yeah. No. Totally. He does
1: but uh he's he's wearing chains too so immediately i'm like that's that's jacob marley not the ghost of christmas future (laughs) which to be fair mr blake immediately calls out too when he sees it. he's like wait a minute i
6: know who you are you're that jerk from the lobby i recognize the bad clothes and the pale complexion jerk i am the ghost of christmas future (laughs) you're right the Ghost of Christmas Future wore a black robe. Jacob Marley wore the chains.
4: I gotta give props to John Hamm on this one for yeah. immediately
5: like acknowledging
4: that he's doing the
5: wrong ghost. <laughs> Good job, John Hamm.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: but then of course he thinks he's just some dude that like uh Sam hired to do this, but then he tries to punch Al and is unable to, and then tries to like jump on him or something and beat him up but he can't and that's when he realizes it's a real g- 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 ghost <laughs> <laughs> and of course sam comes in and pretends not to be able to see al and then uh al just basically says that he they need to go to and I said, I, he, I feel like he's talking and acting like Beetlejuice, too, but maybe I'm wrong. He's just, yeah. he's being very over the top with all, everything he's saying. He's like, I'm
5: the ghost of Christmas future! I like where he's like, I'm here to show you your future, moo hoo <laughs> <laughs> Muga.
0: mooga Yeah. ooga <Ooga-mooga.
1: laughs> No, that's where it comes in, doesn't it? That's how it all ties together. Um. <laughs> uh, so basically, then they're like, uh, Sam's like, I can't see him, but does he want you to go anywhere? And then Al's like, I want him to go to this plaza or whatever, so then they go back to to that theater. (laughs)
3: Uh
1: (laughs) So they go back to that empty theater, which is where Mr. Blake is going to tear it down and uh, build up Blake Plaza. And then uh, Al uses a hologram to show Blake Plaza, and I think it's backfiring because Mr. Blake's like, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever (laughs) seen. I can't (laughs) wait to build this
5: damn thing. Can't wait to fuck over all those orphans yeah
1: (laughs) but then he shows like news footage and i think it's supposed to be real news footage right
5: yeah it's just like he's just showing them like youtube videos from the future yeah (laughs) pretty much yeah
1: which is just basically about how michael blake like ends up going bankrupt and then like is getting arrested for like embezzlement or something and then goes to jail and like I feel like this is all becoming, like, a weird mixed message of, like, you shouldn't be a greedy miser because you might lose all your money, which is, like, would only appeal to greedy misers. And, like, that's not really learning a lesson. It's that's just how like... you get
5: through to him, man. That's the only way they'll listen. <laughs> I liked how when he was older and everything was falling apart, he had this really cheap-looking gray hair. And yeah. And I was like, is that supposed to show you how poor he is now? Is the quality of aging they did on him? <laughs>
4: But yeah, I mean, to your point, David, it isn't like at the end of A Christmas Carol, the Ghost of Christmas Future shows Scrooge without all of his money. And yeah. that's what causes him. Like, he shows him how he dies alone and friendless and no
5: one cares. That would have been well, awesome if they had, like, a news report from the future. Like, <laughs> he died today. He <laughs> never found love in his life (laughs) and to be fair
1: to be true like Christmas Carol asked like everyone would be celebrating like there'd be like this Mm -hmm. there'd be like fireworks going off in celebration of Michael Blakely yeah they'd be like that would have been
5: (laughs) real real estate mogul
4: Michael Blakely died today spontaneous celebrations burst out all over the city as people took to the streets to tear down his work and burn it in effigy
0: (laughs) oh man why aren't we doing
1: that I know we should do more of that and But, I mean, that's where it it cuts to the core that, like, you're supposed to, like, just, you know, show kindness to get kindness kind of thing. Like, that's how the world works kind of thing. And that's just not what they're really going for. They're like, if you're not careful with how you spend your money and you're too greedy, then you might lose your money.
0: (laughs) Not my money. (laughs)
1: Exactly. How can I keep this money then? And I'm like, well, you're not really teaching them anything. You're just showing them to make a better bet.
5: Be as green as you want to just make practical investments, you know? Yeah, exactly.
1: That seems <laughs> to be the lesson. True. And speaking of practical investments, like, he starts panicking after he hears about the fact that he, like, died by... Uh no he doesn't learn that he just learns that he go he's arrested and he's panicking about that and then like the news person goes and in other news the knicks do it again and I'm like you got to pay attention to that shit you yeah. know that's gonna be a good bet you can make in the future totally. yeah.
0: right right it's almanac
1: move <laughs> yeah exactly
4: this is post Back to the Future too he should have known that
1: exactly no this is well he's pre Back to the Future right right, right. You know, Back to the
5: Future
0: is yeah I'm just, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. You got deep, true.
1: <laughs> but uh, so now, Mr. Blake's kind of panicking about his lost fortune, and then they stage like this really like crappy grave that just looks like a sign that someone like <laughs> printed number like bubble letters on it. It was like, like he
5: never left home. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> 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 just looks like a cardboard sign. Somebody like wrote up like the death date of uh michael blake but but then that's where he learned that he committed suicide because he lost all his money and he died hated forgotten and alone and which now...
0: really happened to charles rocket r.i.p mm,
1: mean, uh, what well, was he hated though
0: a little <laughs> how do you know this <laughs> he's not well liked
4: you don't know that either his family may I... have loved him
0: I mean, in terms of SNL alumni, which is <laughs> being unfair. Whose family, you probably well, like. Wait, wait, I mean,
4: if you good. don't have the love and support of the SNL alumni, what's even the point of living? <laughs> yeah, um,
1: like, if the mark of a good life is the love and support of <laughs> the SNL, SNL cast, and, yeah. Who among you... us can't say we've made a few enemies in the SNL cast? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you guys, all uh... I'm saying is
0: maybe we should kill ourselves.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh... Just think about it. Mm. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
1: So uh, Mr. Blake has a breakdown and starts crying about how he wants to change. He doesn't want to die alone. And then the sh- star shines in the sky <laughs> and the light points towards the mission where songs are coming from the open door.
0: Oh. And it's totally a cartoony star. Like if we're watching the Wilventon Christmas special. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: exactly. There it's a claymation star.
0: There's zero <laughs>
1: difference between the star on that and the star in that and the Ventnor.
0: This star did you know. smooth R&B right after <laughs> <laughs> looking at it.
1: So Mr. Blake shows up, and Captain Downey answers the door, and he asks her if she has room for another lost soul. Dot, and dot, she...
0: dot. In her vagina. <laughs> That's literally my note! I'm sorry,
4: David!
1: Well, David forgot to sh- mention
4: that when she, uh, when she answers the door, she's holding a pair of bloomers and a bottle of talcum powder.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I What's saw the... I saw the original cut of this. Uh-huh. And he's like, Do you have room for another lost soul? And she's like, Oh, sorry, we're f- all filled up. And then he just like pushes a kid out of his <laughs> cot. He gets in, and he just goes to sleep, and that's the end of the episode.
1: <laughs> you don't have room, make room. Oh he She was gonna make room for him, you know. And, and do some deep breaths, you know, and relax and then you know?
4: Oh wow. <laughs> At least we know there won't be any chafing because of his well-powdered balls.
0: <laughs> right. True. For a second, I'm like, is she going to have a hard time making love to him because he looks like a chubby butler? But no, he never had that.
1: No, no, that's Mr. Mr. Blake's nice and good looking. Yeah, you know. it's yeah. Sam is the chubby butler who's going to die alone and hated by everybody. <laughs> it's true. Um... So then Al and Sam are out there just talking about how they finally did it. They changed his heart. His heart grew three sizes, all all that. And then Sam wonders, you know, if Al didn't put that hologram of the star up there, would Mr. Blake have entered the mission? But guess what? Guess what? Al didn't put the star up there.
3: Oh, my guess God,
4: whatever. you guys. Jesus did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question, so a question for you, for, for the panel um so the idea is sam leaps into a body and then there's some kind of mission that usually involves like make use the body to make sure someone in the body's life doesn't like fuck things up worse Mm -hmm. and once you've done that you then get to leave that body and go into another one yeah didn't al do all the work on this one well it happened though you know It's not, it's just, you have
1: to make sure that event happens, and then you get to leap out. It's not like...
4: It's not like Sam has to put the work in. If like yes. if, If making that person sidestep the mistake just means, like, locking them in a closet so that they can't go commit the crime that would ruin their life, that's fine. Like, once he's done that, it's done? Correct. Okay.
5: Does Sam ever leap into a body or a scenario where he's just, like... This is kind of awesome. This will just be my life. I wonder about yeah. that too. <laughs> gonna, like, yeah. does
4: he get to take breaks? Can he be like, "All right, Ziggy, got it. I need to keep this person from doing blah 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 blah. I want to take does... a couple days for myself, Often. eat some burgers, and then, uh, and then I'll get back to
5: that. Or he's like, I'll do this for three months, I'll be eight years old again for three months. Does yeah. Batman take breaks?
4: Mm, no.
1: Exactly. When you're There's a I hero, there are no breaks. Crime doesn't sleep, Austin, and sure. neither does time fixing. Yeah, issues but Batman or... also we doesn't
4: perform sleep. Batman also doesn't perform his good deeds in the hopes of one day going home. I know, but he doesn't have doesn't
1: any control he? over it. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it's a weird question to ask because the whole idea is he needs to fix the thing and then he leaps out of the body. He doesn't have like control over it. Right. And if he doesn't fix the thing, then he's stuck in that body forever, which is kind of the tension of the right. show
5: so i guess maybe, except so how dead. would he
1: take a break though like he's no one's in control but of it, this thing. at
5: some point you would think like what's the point of his leaping from body to body he's just gonna have to like figure out what's going on again it's like maybe he would just be like, i'm just gonna this will just be my life now
1: yeah, <laughs> he would have like fighting to make criminal sure. after criminal when there's always going to be more crime you know this yeah, is the like past whatever. this is what separates them from us ryan yeah. So
0: it's like God <laughs> is jerking him around in between leaps. And science mm. is just trying to catch up. Yeah, exactly. And for exactly. him to stay in a lifetime that he liked, he would have to intentionally fuck up the past so that he wouldn't leap away. No, yeah. but he would
5: just not change the past. He would just be like, yeah. ah, it's okay. That guy will never be reunited with his estranged mm. daughter or whatever. And I'll just be a barber in the 40s. And it'll be a good life. <laughs> it'll be fine. But he built
1: this time travel Device to write uh, wrongs, and he can't just stop no, he writing didn't. wrongs.
5: He was just built. A, he just <laughs> made a mistake,
1: right? He just, no, like, screwed up. I think the, I think the scenario was he built this thing to go back in time to write wrongs, and I don't oh. know how he how he determined how what determines writing a wrong is, and I don't think they ever get into that.
0: It must be quite an algorithm. Yeah, but I, I Better think his intent.
1: I think the intention was like he could step into this machine, he'd go back in time right or wrong and then come back and to get be able to take a break, but then something went wrong with that, and instead of coming back, he started just leaping from person to person instead of actually being able to come home.
5: I thought it was like uh Jeff Goldblum in the fly like I thought he was just like testing out his machine and it went awry and now he's just stuck in this situation like I didn't think of him as a hero at all. I thought he was a irresponsible scientist. <laughs>
4: <laughs> or like Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four where he's like, I've got to try this out before the commies do!
1: Uh, i got to fly this
5: rocket! Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I think he specifically wanted to right wrongs in the past. Basically. Oh,
5: alright. Well,
0: uh, alright. I'm just to saying... Like, a lot of ass in the past. Yeah, the past I mean, I'm ass. sure that's...
1: I mean, why does anybody do anything but to
4: bang a lot of ass? It's
0: just, oh, you know, yeah. I
1: mean,
4: you just <laughs> t- you wrap it in different... Uh,
0: I'm just
4: saying, uh, like, Dressing, could he you know? get someone like ninety nine percent to where they need to be before he leaps? Then, like, take a break, pound some cheeseburgers, maybe <laughs> take a nap, and then like push them that extra one percent so that he can then leap into the next one.
1: Yeah, I think I think that would be possible depending okay. on the scenario. He's I in. mean, obviously,
4: yeah, like you got to be careful because some scenarios there may not be like as finite a solution yeah. that you could be sure you can pull it off or whatever most most yeah. of
1: the scenarios seem to be like there's a window that he has to and yeah. then if it doesn't which happen, i get because they like to like have to have that day tension so,
4: yeah. yeah does he ever and, like does he ever get to like sleep
1: well that's I, I i mean he sleeps as the people i guess i don't know
4: well that's what i mean that's what i'm wondering because like i guess i guess multiple days passed in this episode uh i guess multiple days didn't i don't know when christmas happened i guess well, I suppose you're right because no. it is just the 24th. It starts that, like, we get a title card that says it's on December 24th. So this, this also is all happened. in one day.
1: I think this is all in one day, which just ah. adds more questions now that I think Wait, about it.
5: But he was, hold on I second, too. Because he was <laughs> sleeping in his bed at night. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah I think they it took spans. Him to this, Hold on. He's sleeping in his bed at night, and then they wake him up and they make him go over the thing and watch the videos. And then they go, and all these orphans are awake singing. Like,. Why are they still up?
4: Oh, like that night? Well, we don't know. That yeah, it's, the it's all or- the
5: same.
4: Yeah, we don't know that it's the orphans singing inside the mission. It could just be like yeah. other people singing. Also, they're orphans. They live waffle. in the mission. What else do they have to do?
5: I don't know. It just seems like they're up awfully late. Or even that the woman answers the door. It's like it's. I just assumed it was like two in the morning or something. Yeah, but
1: she she's really hoping it was Mister Blake at the door. You know that's true. She's just waiting for it. All right, well, whatever.
3: <laughs>
1: I thought yeah, I, I, the, I thought I had a sick burn I'm for just this show. I'm just curious if listen. Like... This, I think this episode brings up a lot of timeline questions that I hadn't considered until right now. But there are episodes that do positively span multiple
4: days. Okay, so he's presumably getting a chance to like. Sleep in the body of somebody over the course of like multiple days, depending yes. on the. Mm-hmm. i was, I just was trying to determine if he was living some sort of like hellish <laughs> sleep like he never gets to experience any sort of like mental unconsciousness to recharge himself.
5: He actually has to pee real bad, and he never mm-hmm. gets to go pee. Oh, He's no. been like just years and years. So, David,
4: you watched this on? Uh, did you watch this on NBC.com? Yeah. Did you get the poop spray commercial? <laughs> what? No, no I did not <laughs> uh, it was a commercial for a sp- like an air freshener but the special like hook of it was that you spray it in the toilet and it creates a seal that like traps the bad aromas from your poop whoa it was being specifically sold as like a, if you're on a hot date, but dinner's making its way out, you don't want to scare that guy off, so you spray this in the toilet when you're done pooping, and then the smell will get trapped, and you can go back Austin, to making love.
5: Are you bringing this up because the holidays are coming? <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm just saying, it seems like a,
4: a good Christmas gift for anybody that's looking for one.
5: Just, just saying.
0: Austin how many did you buy
5: (laughs) I I just saw the commercial I was watching this I gotta check it out This is actually our new sponsor of the
1: podcast
0: (laughs) Did Spray.
1: Did anyone watch the End
4: credits
0: Yeah
5: Uh,
4: I I did not I got after the episode ended It dropped me into another interminable Series of commercials and I was like Fuck that noise Yeah
1: they, it was uh, just
0: them singing in the choir. Yeah, yeah
1: they just replayed the scene. I think normally the credits are just like still shots of things that happened in the episode.
4: Right, right.
1: And this time they just replayed the scene where they're singing "O Come All Ye Faithful." Is that? Or joy? Or no, to the no world. "Joy to the World." Okay. Yeah, "Joy to the World." Is yeah, to give thing. us a, like a
4: little holiday thing to take us out on.
1: But then, <laughs> then at the end, you can hear Alan Sam say uh, "Merry Christmas, everyone!" <laughs> in a clearly just like shout out voiceover they did in like uh two, two like, seconds
4: Scott Merry Dean Christmas, get in everyone. here we need to do yeah, a quick exactly. voiceover <laughs>
1: <laughs> just say Merry Christmas everyone like Merry Christmas <laughs> everyone Great got it move on and that's the end of the episode Sam then leaps into the body of a, like a yacht guy who gets slapped by a bride and then who's,
4: sa- who's sailing past <laughs> some very obviously old timey footage of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Like, he looks out his window, and it's, like, a grainy film that's being played.
5: <laughs> yeah, it looked like it was, like, 1910 or something. Mm, like they were, yeah. Yeah. And Except you know he had he,
0: neon in his yacht room. Oh, he did? A little bit. Well, I doubt right.
4: that Sam's old enough to have been around in 1910, so it's got to be, like...
0: All
1: right. Yeah. It's probably, like, the 50s, Four, 40s 60s. or
4: 50s, maybe? No.
5: Well, whatever. We'll never see it. So. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what he says? Oh, boy. He says,
1: oh, boy. Oh,
5: uh, he also
4: gets, he, he's like, he gets accosted by a woman in a wedding dress who both like hits and kisses him. And I feel like that's got to be the start to like 98% of Quantum Leap episodes.
1: Yeah, I don't think I see anything weird about that. Is that how like how your relationship works, Austin? I always come home and get slapped and then kissed, you know, it's just how it works. Sorry, David. It's just the, the way
5: we say hello. Yeah.
1: I probably deserve it. Uh, what did you learn this episode, Austin?
4: Wow, uh, Jesus! What did I learn? <laughs> <What> was, <the laughs> I was not prepared for the Most Christmassy Christ. part. Ah, uh, what was the most Christmassy part? Well, oh, the most Christmassy part was was like the Tiny Tim Ultimate, <laughs> <laughs> with his like three legged toy and his. I don't get to go to Santa because I don't have a house and I'm probably dying of some sort of hideous disease right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But did you learn anything?
4: Um, no.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I learned that there are no good answers to the questions I still have about quantum leap. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's very, very true, uh, Carolyn.
0: Um, I thought it was very festive when those, those stickball boys murdered the old lady with <laughs> <two> water beds. <laughs>
1: A now Christmas I mean, tradition.
0: Yehoah, um, <laughs> I learned that you can uh, age faster than somebody if you're very poor.
1: <laughs> yeah, the poorer you are, the faster you age. That's probably kind yeah, of true, Sam. It's a little
0: true. It's pretty sad.
5: Yeah. Rhyme? Uh, I learned i mean i also have more questions than answers about quantum, but, but i can let it go uh and i learned that there's a maximum for tiny tims you can only you can't you, you can have too many you can overdo it
1: you can't have too many tiny tim uh i think the most christmasy part for me was i don't know maybe when al started floating in the air after pushing a button on ziggy which seems oh yeah You, like, had to push a button and then started floating in the air. That just brought up all sorts of questions of, like, his non-corporeal state and, like, what he can and can't do. But, uh, I learned... Did they
0: play sleigh bells when he floated?
1: No, they should have.
0: They should have.
1: Yeah, I think his chains were rattling, though. Does that count?
0: That's great. I'll take it.
1: (laughs) I learned that the secret to melting a business tyrant's heart is kids playing stickball and a hot redhead.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, half of that's true for most people. (laughs) One or the other, depending on the
3: people.
4: Uh, You're saying a hot redhead of either gender cures a lot of problems.
1: Mm. (laughs) Carolyn, where can people find you online? I feel like this episode's dying.
0: Uh huh. No, it's good. It is going to bed, though. It's, it's not a good night. Uh, you can find me being a um, kind of hot, but not a redhead online. I'm a brunette. You can find some of my stuff at <laughs> www.carolynmain.com. Carolynmain at Twitter, C A R O L Y N M A I N, like the street. I have a different podcast called Pitch Please, where we pitch movies based on movie cliches. And you can find that at Pitch Please on Cranival Studios. It's spelled like C R A N I V A L. Check that out. It's on iTunes Podbean Stitcher. And if you want a pitch please deck for the holidays, uh by the time this goes out, I'll make sure to get it to you there, um, you know, same day. That's my special deal. You can get a deck at pitch please F U N and that's it for me. Thank you.
4: I care, I, I think mm-hmm. you meant uh it's Cranival, like the street.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like the street. Cranival <laughs> Street <laughs>
4: uh Austin? uh you can find me on twitter getting kissed and or slapped at austin gorton and if you want to send me some of that poop spray for christmas dm me and i'll get you my address uh and you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com
0: Hmm. Austin, what size poop spray? <laughs> Extra large. Extra large. <laughs>
1: he wants like a scuba tank. of <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's put scuba it right next poop. to the
5: toilet. <laughs> 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 uh, Ryan? Uh, as for me, uh, I'll be done in like two minutes. I'm getting text <laughs> messages. <laughs> I'm doing the outro i'm hungry
0: too oh you guys didn't
5: eat um what is, i don't no one cares dude.
0: <laughs> they don't care merry
5: i'll christmas. be here i'll be here in two weeks to talk about more dumb shows
1: with poop spray
5: merry christmas uh
1: yeah I'm on Twitter, Dr. Doctors Dr. Spelldown, <laughs> and at com. We are a very special episode. Podcasts. Uh, be sure to rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. It's the Christmas season, so I expect all five-star reviews. Otherwise, we're going to have to show up at your place and reenact, like, a Christmas carol. <laughs> Which one of us wow. would be a, a Christmas past? Uh.
0: Ryan, and he would be dressed like Full House. I feel
1: like Austin's oh. a bit of an old soul, though. Yeah, oh,
4: I could be past.
0: Yeah. Austin I could be With a great on a penny farthing. Yeah.
4: I feel like Ryan would be the Ghost of Christmas present, because it's usually personified in some sort of like giant that eats a lot.
3: <laughs> 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 it
4: is, <Awesome>. isn't it? <laughs> Is it? Yeah, like yeah. in the Muppet Christmas Carol, he like he's he's like gorging himself and the Aww. Disney Christmas Carol. It's usually like they have like the horns of plenty and all that. Mm-hmm. And okay.
0: it was like Hygrid and the Mr. Bean. Yeah, exactly. I mean.
4: yeah. yeah.
0: Okay.
4: It was
1: yeah. Who's the ghost of Christmas future though.
0: Well, cool guys. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Go get a fat goose, Ryan.
4: I feel like uh, David would probably be ghost of Christmas future. What with his grim visage of the future. Yeah, I suppose. And then Carolyn would be Jacob Marley, like warning us about the the evils of capitalism and whatnot.
0: Yay, I'm going to shake my chains.
3: Yeah.
4: All right, anyways, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter
1: at AVSEpod, and you can check out our Facebook page where you can decide which ghosts we would be, uh,
0: yeah. or, or would
5: email be really us. if you told us what
0: you told us our ghosts.
1: Yeah, which ghosts, which ghosts do we personify? Uh, or you can email that to us via AVSEpodcast at gmail.com. So, for a very special episode podcast, I am David, and I'm hoping that my next leap is the leap face first into some dude's naked crotch <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: oh, oh boy
2: <laughs> i got plenty of talc that was a very special episode we dissected that shit from head to toe. did the time fly by or was it slow got so many life lessons oh how we've grown seen so much tv special episode
4: Uh, David, do you in. want me, do you want me to do a quick, uh, we're going to be back in three weeks thing, or do you want to just leave it
5: the,
1: since like, I got
4: next up? Yeah. I'll put something on Facebook. We'll call that good.
1: We'll be back in three weeks, everybody.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All pantsless
1: with towel. Merry hope, Christmas.
4: <laughs> hope you've enjoyed our weekly episodes. Now we're taking a break. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.